If you're gonna move the headstones, you gotta move the bodies along with it. This is spoilers. They only move the headstones. <laughs> you gotta move the bodies. <laughs> What's up, gang? Hello. I am your host, Stevie, and today we are uh, going over the 1982, not scary, but fun to watch classic Poltergeist. Yay. Uh, let's go from weast to east. Who's weastus? That's me. All right. I'm Pappy. Pappy. I'm in Denver. Tell me, um, what's the best show or movie you've seen in the last week or so, or even month? Go that way. Let's go back to a month. Uh, well, it'd be A Star is Born for the month, probably. Mm. Uh, but we did a podcast on that, so I don't want to talk about that again. Um, let's see. I did watch, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's Who's, good in that? Who's in that? Gwyneth uh, Ben Affleck. Joseph Fiennes. Yeah. Ray Fiennes' brother. Tom, uh, Wil- Tom Wilkinson. Jeffrey Rush. Who's the King's Speech guy? Colin Firth. Yeah, he's in it. I think it's deserving to win over the overrated Saving Private Ryan. Hot take. Overrated? overrated? Slightly overrated. Does, yeah, it doesn't mean it's not good. Speaking of Steven Spielberg movies. Hey, hey, hey now. Hey now. We'll get to it. Um, let's see who's next. Brett. Ooh, You're always uh, watching films. Well, What's Mikey's the- definitely more West than me, but I can take it if you want. Yeah. Man, my audio is all over. Hold on. <laughs> it was going off the screen. It was turning red. It's because we're doing Poltergeist. Yeah, it's electrical interference. <laughs> you get sucked, sucked into that into portal computer. inside your computer. <laughs> no. I'm not coming to get you. <laughs> because Brett's recording on a 1980s TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, oh, my gosh, something's going on. Uh, Are you? Is your input the microphone or the computer, Brett? I have my mic in, but... There's a like a somewhat solid blue line. Oh my goodness, it's going crazy! <laughs> it's like it's like when you the sound ghost. Fine, when, honestly, it sounds okay. Here. I'm just telling you, it's going to be. I'm all well, the way up. Sorry, guys. I, no, you're uh, good. This is all staying in. I like it. This okay, is fantastic. We don't know what your audio sounds like, but the listener does, and that's the exciting part about this. They know already. Press is going to be shouting at the listener. No, but what's weird, though, is there's a blue line there. I mean, I'm never not making a sound. There's always a blue line going on the bottom. Brett, do you see where the microphone is? Does it say built-in input, or does it say, like, your microphone name? It says my my USB, my uh, (laughs) plug-in microphone. Oh, my goodness. This is so exciting. Sorry, guys. Well, let's introduce uh, Mikey while Brett takes care of that. <laughs> keep this all up. Oh, yeah. Mikey, what's up? Uh, yeah. Mikey recording out of uh, Goshen, Indiana. And new stuff, or stuff that I've been watching this past month. Yeah, just, I mean, this movie could be from the 1930s, or even a show. Just, what's something good you like to talk about? Uh, well, since that Spider-Man game came out, I wanted to get back into the cartoon and see if that was any good, and it totally lives up to the hype, I had kind of downloaded those and watched them. It's a pretty fun 90s comic to go back to. So that was fun to watch. Brett, do you have a, do you have a fan running? Just my normal one. It's not anything else. Turn off the fan, it, man. Did the chairs move in your apartment? Do you have <laughs> intricate drawings? Do you have a square moving? where you can get dragged across the kitchen floor like butter? No. 
I could see Brett having a giant clown doll in his bedroom. No. Brett, you're afraid of ghosts, aren't you? Yes, very much so. Okay, so this movie has to do with the paranormal and unsettled spirits. Have you ever had an interaction with a ghost? No. Me, personally? Yeah. Or have been like, wow, that was terrifying. I don't know what that was, and it just went away. No, but, like, I heard enough about my brother's place in college to know that that place was definitely haunted. What happened? What happened? Just, uh... What? You can't go light. No, I mean, they come home and all the posters that had, like, hot women on them, they'd be ripped off the wall and... Uh, they they tried to they tried to they tried to videotape like an angry girlfriend. Yeah. They tried to videotape it one time and it it kept going in and out of focus for an hour and a half. It was a brand new camera. This door that was like impossible to open just opened. Coincidence. They could hear like the sounds of footsteps when they were downstairs, and uh, the landlord's mom died in the house. What? Um, uh, and something. they still moved in. Yeah, and the only place that didn't, uh, there was the add-on that used to be the porch, and his like the, his was the only room that didn't have anything ever happen to him, because the mom never lived there. Oh, uh, she murdered there. That's terrifying. My brother woke up one night and someone was typing on his computer, like the, the sound of typing was going. Yeah, they Did let me sleep in that house and they didn't tell me, so f that. <laughs> Did you have any experience with that house? No, I didn't. Uh, no, I'm, I'd be super freaked out. But, yeah, this is, uh, Brett from Fort Wayne, and, uh, I don't know, we've been watching a lot of new shows, A Million Little Things is alright, it's pretty good, I like that. Is that the Suicide Redemption show? Yeah, and then we, we watch The Office, that's pretty much what we're watching, and that's new to me, so. Nice. What? But other than that, no, I don't have any personal things, I would run so fast. Usain Bolt couldn't catch me. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. <laughs> and something more.
It knows what scares you. Well, you guys ready to take a deep dive into Poltergeist? Geist oh, yeah. Okay, which, I mean, we're going to breeze <clears throat> through this plot, because it's a pretty, I guess you could say, formulaic plot. This is the brain, this is the brainchild of uh, Steven Spielberg, who, as of recently, we found out, is maybe behind more things we're led to believe. But uh, listen to the credits, this is directed by, okay, is it Toby Hooper or Tobe Hooper? Tobe. I'm guessing it's Toby. That's a really weird way to spell Toby. Don't call him Kunta Kinte. In my head, Hooper. it's Tobe. See, in my head, too, I always said Tobe. <laughs> what, Tobe? Yeah. Have you ever heard anyone called Tobe? No, that's why I thought it was so cool. It's like, that's Tobe. <laughs> Tobe. Tobin. Tobe. Tobe. Me and Tobin <laughs> lifting weights at Squeeze House. It's a Tobester. Well, the year is 1982, and we jump out to, I imagine, somewhere out, I guess, what do you guys say, Sacramento, California? Ooh, I had no idea. Next Don't door. Don't they say, like, the valley? To E.T. Is it the valley? Uh, I don't know. It, they, it looks pretty. I mean, yeah. it was shot like 20 minutes from where E.T. was shot. So it looks like in the exact same place because Steven Spielberg was busy. Very busy with that movie. Um, Steven Freeling is a, I guess you could say, a, um, a housing developer. He puts up neighborhoods. Uh, he seems to be pretty successful with his job because his house looks super nice, even though it is 1982. And they live... And the new, brand new Cuesta Verde neighborhood. What does Cuesta Verde mean, anybody? Oh, man. Truth Quest? Green. <laughs> Truth Quest? <laughs> Something green? <laughs> I think that's Verdad. Aren't uh, you guys both Mesa Verde, Green Table? Well, that's Mesa Verde, but what is Cuesta Green Valley. Verde? Cuesta. Uh, what is Cuesta? KS Cuesta. KS <laughs> Where's Jordan Hirschberger when you need him? Let's you guys see. don't speak Spanish? I know that's kind of like... How often do you say Cuesta? What is it, Stevie? Uh, let's see. You don't even know. No, I said how often do you say it? I never do. <laughs> In English, it means a ridge with a gentle slope. Green slope is the translation. Green, okay. There we go. Glad so we Green Valley. That out. I was pretty close. It's an ominous name. Like Sudden Valley. This is why you listen to spoilers <laughs> for, for the detailed analysis of Quest of Verde. Rock. I have someone in their car is like, I never knew what Quest of Verde meant. Now I know. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen uh, is married with his wife, Diane, and they have three children who are Dana, yeah. Robbie, and Carol Ann. Carol Ann, the most important of them all. Carol Ann. Um, Pretty much this movie kicks off, like, trying to say, like, they're, like, the standard California family. Steven's into football. Um, Classic dad. Did anyone else love that scene where they're trying to watch the Rams? And their neighbor keeps changing the channel with, the with Mr. Rogers? Steve, did you notice who was riding the bike with the beer? Um, Do you know who that actor is? If you don't, no. you're going you're gonna to love it. Okay, it's tell Hit, me. It's Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Stop oh, it. Oh, is it really? It is. Go back and look. You're going to crack up. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who's like running up with the beer and he gets clipped by the RC cars and yep. drops it everywhere. That's awesome. That's Hitchcock. Dirk no Blocker. No way. It is. I got to try to find a picture of him. I'll send it. Now my, now my mic is too low. Hmm. Well, Brad, it's okay. <laughs> I, I fixed it mostly, though. We're all right. All right, cool. Josh is going to lose his mind when he's trying to edit this episode. 
Oh, Josh is definitely editing it. <laughs> cool. <then. laughs> Mother of Christ, that is him. Oh, well, we're going to have to post that. So, uh, Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is riding on his bike yes. with a bunch of beer. Um, <laughs> while trying to get the beer into the house for the football game that everybody's waiting for, this dude just goes running in the house with beer spraying. Doesn't give a fuck about Doesn't the beers. Give, it's not even his house. That's a bold Leave move. soldiers yeah. behind. <laughs> that is hey, the boldest you, move. Hey. When you want beer, you got to have it, though. But I would be so ticked. It's like, you know, it's my new house. And this dude just comes... If Pappy came running in the house with dented beer shooting out like a fountain, I'd be pretty ticked. I was waiting... Well, it's not that new. I was waiting for the wife <laughs> to explode on someone. But See, that was the daughter. Well, you don't walk into someone's house spraying beer all over the place. I was expecting the wife to go crazy. All over the carpet. I think the bigger concern was you go for a 24-pack and you come back with about two and a half beers. <laughs> yeah, here you go, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then they're in the they're in the living room, and beer is going everywhere. That's crazy. Well, why Watching is he the LA he, Rams? He's riding a bike, so he's obviously got a DUI. So they don't expect much from him anyway. <laughs> or he's already drunk. <laughs> Good point. I mean, they, I don't know if they really cared about DUIs on bikes back in the eighties. I can't imagine they did. Um so this movie's kind of pointing out fears as it goes. Like we see an early, um, an early shot of Robbie looking terrified of his tree outside his window, which ends up being more menacing later on. And then we cut to a shot of uh, Carol Ann sleeping with uh, her parents. And I think Robbie's in there as well. It seems like they both got scared. They were like doing the uh, trick where they're counting the lightning, where like you try to count yep. the seconds between the. Yeah, flash of lightning and the thunder. Did you ever do that, Stevie, when you were a kid? We did, yeah. Well, I didn't do this fear. I did it to like, I guess, I mean, I don't even know if this is real, but I always did as a kid is like, how many seconds is how many miles away it is? Yeah, it's but it's like every second's five miles, I think. Is it? That's something like that. I don't think it's one for one. It's like six cat ears minus five <laughs> <thousand laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Did we skip over the fact that they're just in there just smoking weed? We Has that happened yet? Night. That might have been a different night. I think that was a different night. That might yeah, have been the night this, where it all goes down. Yeah, you're this right. hasn't happened yet, but Stephen and Diane are definitely in, you know, they're down to smoke some green. Um, but what happens uh, this first night where the TV's on static? Uh, yeah, so Carol Ann just comes down. And just gets right up in front of the TV and starts talking to, I don't know if at this point you can hear the voices, they kind of sharpen in on that later, but she's like, I can't hear you. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that's pretty she much says it. She like five, like five yeah, years five, old. Yeah, like half a year old. Yep. Yes. That's pretty cool. I would have a tough time, like, not kicking my child out of the house if that was happening. I kind of liked her as an actress, though. Like, that part could have been really grating, and I think that she does a pretty good no, job. She was that was good. I like that. She's kind of creepy. It starts off as innocent, kind of. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, she's a, she's a kid, so she doesn't really notice, like, what's going on. And so... Um, 
throughout this film, it kind of slowly builds where it's not like an immediate, it's just a slow build. Um, glass break, um, glass breaks while someone's trying to drink some milk. Silverware starts to bend. Uh, the chairs no start spoon. to move up on a table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which apparently that chairs on the table thing, like when they shoot it, like you see her moving and the mom moving in the chairs and then it cuts like the camera follows her to a thing below the sink and it cuts back to the table. Apparently that was like all one take and they one really take, just had yes. someone run in there How and stack the chairs that? real quick. They just had like a bunch of like, I don't know, PAs or I probably... They probably you know, practiced it too. That was awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Went in there and stack the chairs and then get out of the shot real quick. Like it's all in real time. It's cool. And so Carol Ann, I mean, um, Diane is pretty, she seems pretty excited about this when Steve gets home from work. Strange reaction. Which yeah, I know Brett would be a little freaked out. I would be terrified because <laughs> I don't never, mess around yeah. with ghosts. No, I'd never be in that house again. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, mom, dad, bro, sis, I'm out. I mean, she's pumped. She's like, Stan, yeah. we have a ghost. She's like, stand right here. She's like, Carol Ann, sit right here. And the ghost drags Carol Ann across the floor. It's like, no, I don't want to mess with that at all. There's like a bunch of gifts of that, like where you throw like a cat or a dog or something and it comes running back to you because it wants to get thrown again. That's basically what she's doing with her daughter <laughs> in a poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, read about the, the really weird edit in that scene? Yes. And it's pretty no, funny. It's a little, it's, uh, yeah. When they're coming back, uh, and they go to the neighbor's house. Are you yeah. talking about the pizza out at it? No, it's, yeah, but it's right in that scene because she, right when they come in, she goes, Mom didn't cook dinner. She said, We'll take you to Pizza Hut. And then apparently he says, I hate Pizza Hut, but they cut it really, as they put it, pretty crudely. And then they're next, over at their next door neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm, well, Craig, it, the, the cut is exactly that. It's Craig T. Nelson's head is against, he's sitting down against the wall, like kind of flabbergasted by this. And then, yeah, he's just like, let's go to Pizza Hut. And then there's literally mid conversation at the neighbor's house. And it's so jarring. And, in, and to learn Crappy, that it was like. describe that conversation because it's hysterical because these two are stoned out of their minds. Yeah. I mean, they're just, and they're also super flabbergasted too. And the neighbors, like, <laughs> the neighbors always in a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. And he's got his son with him, and he comes to the door, and it's already a contemptuous relationship. Because of just Mr. Like, Rogers. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. And somehow the like the topic of conversation gets to mosquitoes, right? Yeah, and I was confused da- by that conversation. And the dad of the neighbor family was like, I don't recall ever been bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> no one in my family's ever been bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> son, you ever been bitten by a mosquito? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> and then like, then it cuts back to the the bathroom, like because they're trying like, to see so like standoffish. is anything ever paranormal happened to you? Yeah, and they're so high and they're so because this dude is kind of intimidating as a neighbor. It's like the neighbor you don't want to have. Yeah, because Mister McManus just seems like an asshole. But mm-hmm. why are they high though? Do they skip? Do they cut like a bunch out? Because they're in the kitchen one second, aren't they? And then. I just all presumed, of a sudden stoned? Well, I just presumed they got high because it seemed like it went to dark pr- pretty quick. And I was confused by that whole thing. It I, seemed uh, kind of yeah. like a nighttime ritual like for them to relax and get high together. <laughs> all right. Which, I thought, yeah. I thought they were asking out, about the you, mosquito. You, Go ahead. You find out a ghost is in your house. Your first uh, plan of action is to get stoned and get super paranoid yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly looking over your shoulder and going to talk to neighbors. Don't the way I 
the way I took it was, and Pratt's probably way off, but I thought they were like talking about the mosquitoes because they wanted to be invited in. And then the other people were like, nope, never see mosquitoes. Like they weren't going to let him in. But uh, <laughs> I just thought it was more like awkward dialogue. Like, yeah, you're saying nervous or something. I, I loved it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever been, been bitten by a mosquito. <laughs> but can we, can we talk about the part where they're smoking weed now? Like, Sure. She's reading a Ronald Reagan book and like rolling a joint <laughs> with the Ronald Reagan book. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's some interesting politics there. Yeah, what is Spielberg trying to say, Stevie? What do you think? Oh God, um, because it's an intentional choice, right? I mean, like all of that. To, to have all the presidents to use to use Reagan. I mean, he was the president at the time. I mean, he was current president, right? When that happened, right? Yeah. So, I have to. Well. Did Reagan kind of bring the war on drugs to a forefront? Oh yeah, yes. I think that's probably a middle finger to him. Yeah, like I'm gonna we're gonna roll the you know this paper like with our joints. You know what I mean? Your book. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I love that scene though because like she's just getting real high, and I can never I I would put that in my letterbox review. I cannot imagine for one second my mom smoking weed and dancing on a bed. <laughs> Me neither. Thankfully. You mean this is for good? See you, guys. Nocturnal somnambulism. You know what? You know what? I will bet you anything. It's genetic. I mean, Carol Ann last night and all last week, you know. And me when I was 10. So they're starting to get a little freaked out, especially after um, a horrendous night of pretty much everyone's worst fears coming true. There's a thunderstorm coming at night. Um... That tree is looking awful menacing. Yeah. <laughs> that clown can, is looking awfully menacing. Stevie, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Uh, just because we skipped over to the table scene, and this is probably my fault with the pizza hut. I believe we, the whole, we missed the whole they're here part and the actual ghosts coming out because that happened the, the night before the table, the chairs and stuff. Did we go over that? It's kind of iconic, the whole... They're here? Yeah, we did the first you see, I talking. Th- okay, my bad. You see, I thought Carol Ann got taken, like, I thought that was all one night, was the tree that they're here and Carol Ann getting taken. No, like, there separate was, nights? There was the first night where he's asleep downstairs and she goes and starts talking to TV. Right, and that's the, and then, yeah, that's the they're here, isn't it? No, then the next night is mm. when they're all sleeping together because that's the thunderstorm happening. And that's the night they were smoking weed, and they're all sleeping in the bed. And then the TV goes static, and then she gets out of bed, goes to the front, starts talking to them. And you actually hear their voices this time. And that's when the earthquake happens. Right. And then the ghosts come – well, the ghosts come out and go to the wall. Earthquake happens, and then she goes, they're here. And Craig T. Nelson on the phone the next day is like, did the earth move for you? (laughs) No, not like that. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when the, not like that. That's when all the weird stuff happens because the mom was like, Carolyn, when you said they're here, what did you mean? moment deserving to be iconic they're here like what do you think I, about it i think so i think, I think it's pretty awesome yeah the it's whole pretty good tv thing 
you got the extra creepiness with Carol Ann and what happened to her in real life. What did you guys think about the CGI of like the ghosts like coming out? That part was okay. For 1982, I yeah. never expect much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out of 1982. You got the thing. You got this. You got Blade Runner. I think effects were really starting to turn a corner at this point, and it's, it's good. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it holds up. Just don't call him CGI. We'll get yelled at again by that guy. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, thanks, dude. Thanks for listening, though. Appreciate it. Don't call it CGI. <laughs> Animation. Let's just call it special effects. Yeah, that's good enough. All right, as long as special effects. So works. I cut you off big time. You were at no, uh, like you're right though. You're right though because I did skip over the there here. It blends together, and we were kind yeah, of jumping it does. back and forth. It so. does blend, which together. I think is kind of intentional. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, especially when Craig T. Nelson is looking worn out as hell. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like the days have to be running to get like together for him, like him especially Diane too. But uh, let's get to the hellish night with the portal and the yeah. tree. Uh, Mikey, what do you think about these all these sequences kind of running together at once of just crazy hysteria? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the scene that I remember most from this movie—I've seen it before—but it's got to be this thunderstorm scene where the tree uh, busts through this window and mm-hmm. grabs what's the kid's name? Robbie. Yep, Robbie. Thank goodness it wasn't an Evil Dead tree. <laughs> yeah, Oof. yeah. That of course, it can't, <laughs> can't get much worse than trying to eat you, though. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well. Uh, but yeah, it's a super scary looking tree. It looks like it has like faces growing out of Definitely. the bark or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, wakes up, smashes through this window, grabs Robbie, and then, uh, what else kind of happens here? The, the dad, Craig T. Nelson, runs outside to go try and save him while he's getting dragged away. And <laughs> yeah. there's a, uh, a, a tornado happening or a portal that mm-hmm. part was schlocky the tornado yeah it's not great it's not great it looks like it was scribbled on there with crayon but go ahead mikey uh yeah so this portal thing is fucking up their house and uh it's trying to suck up the the tree that's got robbie and craig t nelson holds on to robbie's tight as he can and the tree for some reason lets go and gets sucked through the portal and then uh the portal disappears and then uh they're kind of just like what the hell's going on <laughs> uh they're not really understanding because this is like the craziest thing that's happened so far uh at their house now mm-hmm yeah um that tree, yeah. i was waiting for like one of them to wake up from a dream because it was, like, so hard for, like, to realize, like, did anyone else think it was a dream at first? Mm. Mm. No, not, not, I don't think so. I no. Mean, it's poltergeist, so you kind of think it's going to be yeah, real. Yeah, you kind of have to expect it to be real. Yeah, Carol Ann gets sucked through um, that portal in her closet, which apparently is, like, the worst room in the house. Yeah. You know, every horror movie has that one... Has that uh, one room you just don't go in, and that was that one. This house has many hearts. Yeah. God, I'll get to her in a bit. That almost ruined the movie for me. To just but... to say something else about the kids' room, if there is any doubt that this is a Spielberg movie, it's obnoxious the amount yeah. of pop culture references, I, including I was ask Star you about Wars, that. littered in this room. Lots yeah. of Star Wars. Classic Spielberg move. He's just helping his friend uh, George there. Sure. Yeah. George and, oh, to- oh, and thanks, Tobe. Steven. Thanks for <laughs> the product placement and poltergeist, Steven. 
<laughs> I can sell more toys now. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so they're freaking out that Carol Ann is gone. And then she starts talking through the TV. And pretty much the rest of the focus of this movie is, yeah, they're trying to figure out, you know, is the house haunted, but also to get Carol Ann back. And so they go to no, um, you got to cut your losses. You got to move, <laughs> move you, out. You're now you minus one and, daughter. You got to. Sorry, down. girl. <laughs> we, we, we tried. That's why you got two. You had a good four years. We made a good run. Use one. You got to back up. <laughs> <laughs> but so they go to. I I thought it was UCLA. Anyone else think it was UCLA? I was gonna say they went and Egon, Ray, and Pete were not there, so they got the B squad. <laughs> I think they said where it was. This says UC so, Irvine is what I'm reading. They right go here. find these three people that are I gotta imagine are like ghost hunters or someone who feels the supernatural in houses and they start setting up equipment left and right. And it's pretty evident that they don't really believe them at first. And then it's like five minutes in their in that house, they're like Oh yeah, this place is most definitely haunted. I forget what happens though. It makes them like see it though. Like it's not just a flickering light. Uh, the one dude gets bitten. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's later though, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, you're right. They're in. What the heck? The light goes off, and he's like, "Gonna have to be quicker than that." Yeah. Oh man, what? But it was, it's, was uh, it just a light. Okay, no. The 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 one dude tells the story of how the car moved seven inches. In seven hours or something, he's like, "Yeah, I captured it all on my time lapse camera." And Craig T. Nelson's like, "Mm-hmm, that's cute." And they open the door to Caroline's room, and like, shit's just going bonkers. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Pee Wee's Playhouse in there. Like, things are just flying and moving all on their own. Mr. Freeland, we'll record any psychotronic energy or event. Yes, Ryan photographed an extraordinary episode on a case in Redlands. That's right. It was a child's toy. A very small matchbox vehicle just rolled seven feet across a linoleum surface. The duration of the event was seven hours. Seven hours for what? For the vehicle to complete the distance. Of course, this would never register on the naked eye. But I have it recorded on time-lapse camera. It's fantastic. And then they then they sit down at the dinner table, and that's when uh, the coffee pot moves. And, Brett, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brett brought up that scene of where you got to be quicker than that, and that guy takes the cap off of his camera because he left it on like an idiot, <laughs> and I <it> cracked <laughs> up so hard. That's a really funny scene. He's just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> and so they realize pretty fast that yeah, this place is haunted, and there's more than one ghost, and they're all a little terrified of it. And so you can definitely tell that Steven, I mean, uh, I'm just going to call him Craig T. Nelson from here on out because that's Coach. who he is. Coach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Coach, Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible <laughs> or Craig club. T. One of them. Craig T. Um, Craig T. So he's getting no sleep. He hasn't been at work and I imagine what's been a week, maybe two weeks. And his evil boss comes to see him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Craig T. Nelson just looks like shit, and the boss is like, hey, let's he, go for a walk up the hill. Let's go for a walk. If you're not feeling good, come here. <laughs> so, Brett, what what do we learn here? Well, we learn that, well, first, they're, they're he's, uh, trying to schmooze Craig T. Nelson. Seems like almost like a uh, he's giving him something without giving him what he wants. He's like, yeah. oh, I know you wanted to be partner, but we're going to move you up to this, <laughs> on this graveyard. 
but we're still he's not going to make a partner. He's responsible for 40% of yeah, the sales. That's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, what? He tears it up. How has he not started his own business? In the whole valley? <laughs> that's what the guy's worried about, but he still won't give him anything. So, yeah, basically, they're going to move him up there, and you find out that they've been, at least once or twice, have been moving grave, what you think are grave sites around. Cemeteries. Yeah, cemeteries around to build, and he kind of lets it let's it uh slip that that uh, what was it called phase 1 district 1 what was it district 9 i think it was, district <laughs> district I think it was phase 1 they're talking like fucking the mcu they're like phase 1 phase 2 <laughs> phase 10 <laughs> we have a crossover we got a 20 year plan <laughs> the most ambitious crossover neighborhood of all time <laughs> so basically he says that wherever their first neighborhood was was there was a grave yard it's the house that they're at now and he's because yeah. like, they he takes him up to that hill and he's like, This is gonna be your yard, your backyard. And he's like, It's kinda close to a cemetery. And he's like, Oh, we're gonna move it. Not the first time we've done it. Everything yeah. the light touches is yours. <laughs> what about that place? I feel like that reveal should have been much better. Because they're like they're showing the fence and you see the valley, and then it kinda like side turns and you see the gravestones. I think it's supposed to be this big reveal, and then there's like this weird wide shot that looks like this like matte painting. Do you guys remember that? It looks that? cool. I thought it's it looked cool. neat. It's different, yeah. I, but yeah. I, I thought it like was, that reveal could have been better. I thought it was supposed to be like an Indian burial. I thought it would have been maybe not funny, but I thought there'd be names like like Little Feather. And I'm not trying to like – but they were like Adam Smith and Caroline Smith. So I thought I thought they were going Indian graveyard, but it looks like it was just a normal frontier Squatting graveyard. Horse. Normal, not in <laughs> – well, you know what I mean. Not- <laughs> Citizens. Colonial era, perhaps, in California. Yeah, in know. California. California. Yeah, so he learned that. And I. What? Was anybody else frustrated by the spiritual medium? Yeah, are we there? Yeah, because they send away the children, and the doctor's pretty much like, we're going to bring in the heavies. Well, mm. wait, <laughs> wait, 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 again, again, I think <laughs> we skipped over an important part. What's that? This actually, I think, happened before the boss came. That was the night where the one guy is hallucinating in the kitchen. That was a great scene. I thought that was at the. <laughs> I thought like when she got there, that happened that night. No, that's before. Uh, oh, okay, before yeah, my bad. Because and then also that's that when there. and I was really frustrated with. I don't want to call him uh, the camera guy. You can call him the black guy. Uh, okay. It's okay, bro. Yeah. yeah. When the, when yeah. the, who, who, by the way, I, I freaking loved him in this movie. Um, yeah, it's good. But I was getting super ticked to him. Like, dude, you're there to watch what's going on and you're sitting there reading the magazine with music on. And that, that's, that stuff okay. in frustrates but me. The, uh, okay. But the other dude is going to like steal their yeah. steak. Yeah. But he just he's like, I'm going to go get a snack. He just grabs yeah. a steak to eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I'm going to go get a snack. And then he pulls out like a, 18 ounce steak and he's just gonna grill it up at 3 o'clock in the morning that part was gross yeah that's like covered in bugs and stuff I don't love that he's hallucinating and then his skin falls off he starts falling his face off oh my gosh that 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 (laughs) mask or whatever it's like just a model of his head and it's such a shitty model of his head you're right my bad it was all before this because they're like we're gonna go and get someone Marty won't be back yeah, mm. like also, he's had enough of this. The apparently this is a lot better than it was in the novelization. 
where he's getting his skin ripped off by rats and spiders. So I'm glad they went oh, with what they went, went with. Oh, oh, Brett and spiders. Yeah. Ghost Which, spider movie? Nope. Also, when he's getting his skin ripped off, that's Steven Spielberg's hands. Yep, pulling saw the that. skin off of his face. That's so crazy. Just can't stay out of this movie. I thought he was dead for sure, by the way, but then I remembered it was PG, Spielberg? so... No. (laughs) If you watch Jaws backwards, it says Spielberg is dead. They're just replaced (laughs) them. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, and they see all the ghosts come down the stairs. It's like the, but yeah, then you're right. The next day, like, yeah, Marty's gone and we're going to bring in Zelda, whatever her name is in the movie. Which to answer your question, it's a very uh, Spielbergian move to bring in a character, like a big time character like that late in the movie, like, Basically, the Quint of this movie comes in, but Quint is way more compelling of a character. I don't get her angle. Like, I like she's, very, her, she's a me, she's a spiritual medium, right? She's very short, Claire, yeah. clairvoyant. Yeah, clairvoyant. I, there I thought you go. she was. I thought she was okay. I mean, her voice is super creepy, and she's really short. Yeah, but I don't know. I thought she helped the storyline a lot. I mean, she kind of set everything in motion. Was anybody else not so sure that her intentions were good the first time you watched this? I, I, she I just wanted to see the demons. I wasn't sure. She was like, come on, come on. Later, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, don't go towards the light in the beginning. And then she's like, okay, go towards the light now. Go to like, uh. No! Yeah, I don't know. Tell, tell Caroline you're a spanker. Yeah, it was weird. Well, she has this great quote when she's introducing herself. She's like talking to the mom and she's like, are you willing to do anything even sacrifice your values as a Christian woman to get your daughter back. And so what does that mean? (laughs) Where was the last incident of our location? I get my strongest feeling. The point of origin is in the child's closet upstairs. I believe that. Honey, you're going to be strong for me and for your daughter. I could do absolutely nothing without your faith in this world and your love for the children. I will. Believe me, I will. And will you do anything I ask, even if it comes contrary to your beliefs as a human being and a Christian? Yes, I promise, please. I don't know. I thought she was pretty necessary. I, I don't know. She's... Also kind of iconic, but also because of South Park. What other movies is she in? She looks so familiar to me. Just uh, these, Pol- right? Guys 2? Yeah. I feel I like she was in else. more stuff. Her au- ouvoir. I don't know. I'll have to look Zelda, that up. Paul. Zelda Friedberg or something? Zelda Rubenstein. Ah! Classic Hollywood name. But yeah, she's pretty much going into the house saying, like, there's a lot of evil in here. This house has... She's the one that says this house has many hearts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only in the movie for about 15 minutes, honestly. It is a pretty impactful 15 minutes. It feels yeah, like more. Shit literally hits the fan. Because then we start seeing, like, legit spirits in the house, many of them. And she's also giving us some exposition of what is holding Carol Ann back from coming back. And it is a yeah. figure known as the Beast. And apparently, I think this is pretty cool because I think Stranger Things got a lot of their storyline from this. Yeah. Do anyone else kind of tie that together? Yeah, I can see that. Like the other side? Like another dimension type deal being held back, not being able to find the way out. 
taking a rope to go in there, being pulled back out with a rope. Wasn't the beast the main monster in Split too? Yeah, yeah. How's it he was the beast. Steal the name straight up. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the reason beast... why that movie sucks. Dude, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> you gotta knock it off with that nonsense. Glass in theaters this fall. <laughs> this January. Yeah. Um, but we learned that the portal to the other side, it has an exit back through. And it's through the living room ceiling. It's essentially a fireman's pole in the house, basically. <laughs> yeah. I like how uh, the black man makes no attempt to catch her. and <laughs> She just <laughs> makes a big thud on the ground. I was kind of nervous. I mean, I was, as I'd never seen this movie before. It was my first time viewing. Was this Miel's first time viewing? Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. No, I've seen See, it before. I, when, Ma, when the mom went in with the rope, I thought she was dead. I was like, eh, she'll probably, get, she'll probably, like, Carol Ann will come back through. She probably won't. Like, mm-hmm. this is a pretty intense and dramatic scene. Well, there's a well, lot of. It is a tense and dramatic scene, but then it's like undercut by this moment where the mom's talking to Zelda and she's like, Zelda's like, I'm going in. And the mom's like, she won't come to you. And Zelda's like, you've never done this before. And the mom's like, you've never done this before. And yeah. Zelda like shrugs and goes, you're right. <laughs> it's like, you're right. Is that yeah. a joke in the middle of this scene? <laughs> Zelda found it out. She didn't have to go in. She's like, okay, she well. Didn't. well <laughs> yeah, she didn't. If you want to, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, that actually part was pretty funny. Chaos is just hitting the fan, shit's hitting the fan, and mom and daughter fall back through, just covered in. I don't think it's blood. I thought it was just like, like portal e- goo. Yeah, it's like endoplasmic. Yeah, like in Ghostbusters <laughs> too. Yeah, just the portal goo, you know, run of the mill stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you think everything's like solved, like oh we're good now, yeah. everything's gonna be yeah, okay. She's like, this house is clean. I'm like, no, it's not. There's still I, twenty minutes of this movie left. Yeah, I was be. like, something's gonna happen. I actually thought that would have been a great ending. That's why I said I like the first ending better than the second. But but yeah, that was like, what was she talking about? She did a good job, but she what didn't... is the second ending, Brett? Well, we're not quite there yet, right? Basically. Well, I mean, we're coming up upon it. The only other thing that happens in that first ending is when Zelda says the house is clean, she like poses for the camera, like takes off her glasses and like shakes down her hair. It's like <laughs> she funny. looks like she just came out of the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. This house is Jackson, clean. Jackson, we've done it again. That's her, like, yeah. Close up shot. Superhero. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the ending. Like the next day, they're like literally moving out the next day. Right. And Which that's makes when sense. Steve leaves. Which doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that they're like, we're not staying another night in this house yet. The kids are in their pajamas in bed. In the same room that was the heart yeah. of the... Yeah, how would you not burn that room to the ground? Oh, what a day. Smell that mimosa. Yeah, well, I think you better cut yourself a bouquet and take it with you because we're not staying. I know. We work so hard for this. A thousand beautiful memories. Yeah, honey, I gotta go to the office. I'm gonna pick up some stuff. Just clean up a few things, okay? Okay. I'm gonna be back early. So we're leaving tonight for sure. Yeah, we are. 
tell you what, if the kids get sleepy, just let them conk out till I get home, okay? How's Teague taking? Well, you know Teague. You won't take go to hell for an answer. What are you going to tell him? I'm going to give him directions. So we're here now, Brett. Brett, what is second ending? Uh, okay, so... Because th- uh, this movie, it like starts and it slows down again. It, it has like a bunch of big moments. It's got Return of the I, King syndrome. I, yep. Okay, so how does it start? Um, oh, okay, yeah, it gets... Uh, not creepy for me, but I was always kind of wondered what I'd seen this in like a scary movie. And I was like, I don't know what that's from, but so the mom's taking a shower um, nice. and the kids are in the room. Yeah, no, she was hot too. Um, she is so and, hot. Uh, she was in Kramer versus Kramer. So she was a sister of, uh, or the friend of Meryl Streep in that. No, she was the one night stand that he had that she came out and she was naked in front of the kid. Oh yeah. 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 Good movie. Good movie. <laughs> um, Okay, so so the kids, like, apparently none of them are scared anymore, except for the kid. The boy's always scared. He puts that creepy clown up, like, and he hear what is he? He hears something, and he looks up, and the clown's gone. He hears, like, mm-hmm. crawling. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that. So he peeks under the bed, and, you like, you know, you expect the clown to pop out, but it doesn't. It just, cre- it just comes up from behind him. And I don't mean that in any other way. He Thanks. and then what the the portal opens up again? Is that what happens? It grabs him by the throat, and apparently oh, the yeah, kid yeah. almost died. Yeah, 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 clown, yeah. He almost died. In drags real life. him underneath yeah, the that. bed. Yeah, it was. Apparently, Spielberg had to save him to be the one to save him. Yeah. Otherwise, the kid's like, I don't know what would have happened. That story kind of lets you know who was in charge. But continue. And then Saving simul- kids. simultaneously. Uh, the mom just starts getting thrown around. I I thought that was really cool. Uh, I know it's probably easy with the, was it like a 360 degree box or whatever they use? I don't know. I don't know camera mm-hmm. stuff, but Mikey, if you want to take the camera stuff, I don't know. Uh, Josh I don't know. Here. I just assumed that they were rotating a set. That's what, okay. That's what, something like that. And I thought that looked really cool. But I don't know if they were capable of that back then. I don't uh, know. Probably. I, I read I something. I, I read something that that's maybe something like, physical i don't want to get too crazy but like yeah i'm I'm gonna skip it never mind um (laughs) if josh wasn't too busy hanging out with the pope him and frank man drinking wine (laughs) eating pizza but uh and then the portal opens back up again and this super beast comes out the beast (laughs) or was that earlier (laughs) it's mr skeleton yeah do do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might have been that might have been earlier where you see the big skeleton face but then the mom finally gets out of that room and then this weird spider beast looking thing is guarding the door what did you guys think of the look of this thing I think it was scary looking no no, no I, I thought both times they showed the beast was kind of cool looking but not scary I mean yeah I think it's a cool looking effect but it's not a very scary looking design I think, like Agreed. Pap said, it's like, ooh, like uh, special effects have kind of reached a new level this year. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's still, I mean, it's definitely not, it looks kind of goofy looking. It's not scary looking. But like the, the ghost in Ghostbusters in the first scene in the library, uh, when they go down the library, that's scary. Like, I don't know how much changed from 82 to 84, but, you know, it was a time ghost. of exponential improvement, to be fair. The 80s things were okay. happening. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's, le- that's legit scary, even to me now. But these things mm-hmm. were like, 
So, I don't know. I, I've been rambling so much. Somebody else want to take part two of this? So, Diane gets out, and she's pretty much, like, forced out of the house into what would be the pool. And it's just filled with skeletons. Supposedly actual skeletons. Actual skeletons got on the cheap. Can that be real? I read that. Spielberg trying to make a haunted movie? Why would you get real skeletons? Well, that's the other thing, too, is, is this movie plays up, and maybe we'll talk about this in the end, too, the aspect of, like, the curse. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like this could be something that's just not true. That's right. commonly spread on the internet. Like, how yeah. how can it be cheaper to get an actual cadaver versus, like, bones from, the, like, the local, I don't know. There's got to be tons of, like, plastic bones lying around on a Hollywood set. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe they didn't float. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she's uh skeptical. She's in the pool. She's freaking out. I'm guessing um yeah, I mean there's skeletons coming out of the water everywhere. And is this where she <laughs> she uh it's like in the rain she tries to get Mr. McManus or is that earlier? I think it's this part. <laughs> Sorry. Where she like gets out and episode. she's like screaming for Mr. McManus. Yeah, his help. Yeah. Children, <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's when you just close the blinds and lock the door. Yeah, yeah that's when you're it's like, I haven't been problem, bitten by a mosquito lady. yet. It's not gonna happen today. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, you? <laughs> Mister Rogers comes on in the <laughs> living room, is like, shit's just hitting the fan. <laughs> but yeah, um, everything's going to shit. Uh, Steve returns home, and. This is when he confronts his boss, and I think it is hysterical when he's like, you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies! <laughs> you didn't move the bodies, did ya? What? Did ya? <laughs> and then, like... You son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, did ya? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! Why? I couldn't, someone screams something. Someone screams something, right? Well, the oldest daughter returns home from yeah. a date. She pulls up in a sweet red car. I don't even know what kind of car that was, but it's cool. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he's grabbing his boss, and he's yelling at him about the graveyard, and the boss says something like, it wasn't me, or something, but it didn't show who said it. It was just really weird. I thought <laughs> okay, it was really question. out of place. Question. Why was the boss just in their yard in the middle of a thunderstorm? Why was he just there? He wanted to keep Craig T. Nelson that badly. He wanted to make sure he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I want to know why it took Craig T. Nelson eight seconds to try to go towards the door. I was like, like I know you'd be scared, but like that's your family. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, his long walk? Yeah, he's walking super slow and he's just staring there. It's like, dude, your kids are screaming. Run inside. <laughs> Grab the children, because bodies are literally just popping up through the floor and the walls. Yeah, and also, uh, the the woman, the mom dried off and got pretty clean pretty quickly when she went back <laughs> she to the did. house. For going from the mud pool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a thunderstorm. Yeah, you're right. And as I said, bodies are just po- coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere. The foundations of the streets and the homes are just, I mean, it's literally just being destroyed. And that's when the house... I mean, pretty much gets sucked up into a portal. Someone brought up a pretty good point. Like, again, I don't care about plot holes. I'm interested in them, but, like, Ding. bodies are usually buried six feet deep, and they built a house on it. 
Wouldn't they have noticed a bunch Wouldn't of... Wouldn't they have dug? Yeah. Uh, dig a foundation. Again, it doesn't bother just, me at did, all. Did they not have basements? Even still, you have to have a foundation that goes pretty deep into the house, right? Well, I mean, when you're doing a basement, typically you're going to dig, uh, I'd say, probably around 8 to 10 feet. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, again, again, it doesn't bother me. I just thought that was rather interesting. Hey, but to the Craig T. Nelson's boss's uh, uh, point is, on a long enough timeline, you're building houses on top of a graveyard anywhere you build a house. People That's die. True, all basically, over. <laughs> it's like yeah, you can't can't avoid building on top of bodies anymore. Uh, Mikey, you're wrong. My house was definitely not built on top of any dead bodies. Oh, I bet you there's some weirdos buried underneath your house. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Fort Wayne, right? Yeah. Oh, there's definitely dead bodies. Do you know how many house. native people were slaughtered exactly where you stand? The right, <laughs> the right, uh, the yeah. right, the right amount. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm just bro. joking. Please. I <laughs> let you say the black guy. I will not let you say that on this pod. I'm a native, Brett. No, I'd stay in it. One of my best, <laughs> one of my best friends is 116th Miwok. I'm 116th Creek. Creek? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They own slaves. It's a pretty I, dark part of the Native <laughs> American history. I am the last of the Mohicans, so I got you all beat. <laughs> so, that's pretty much how the movie ends. Uh, who wants to talk about this curse? Well, they, ended, they do go to the Holiday Inn and roll the TV out. That's like yes, the last they shot. do go to I the Holiday to... Inn and he that's rolls funny. the TV out and that's how it ends. One last glimpse of Spielbergian product placement. One last opportunity to get an extra check. He loves doing that, doesn't he? For what? What was it? The Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Is that oh. something that... Does he own them or Just something? Product placement. I'm no. sure they paid him. I mean, it's 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 his trademark of his style, right? I'm not saying it's even bad. Watch Minority uses... Report. That movie is a walking billboard. He uses real products, but he also doesn't use them for free. So right. Hmm. I mean, that's why Pizza Hut, right? Pizza Hut launched this massive uh, campaign along with ET, uh, with cups and toys and all that junk. Uh, that's part of the reason why that line had to be cut. Business, baby. Mm. Yeah. Business. I guess I never noticed that, but he does do a lot of product placement. But the curse, Stevie. The curse of Poltergeist. The curse. Yeah, the Geist. So, uh, sorry, what's the actress's name? The little girl? Dominique Dunn. Heather O'Rourke. The... No, sorry. Okay. I'll start with Heather O'Rourke. She unfortunately dies of a bowel obstruction related thing uh, Sad. before three Poltergeist 3 comes out. She and was then, only 12. Yeah, Dominique Dunn was strangled to death at the age of 22, right? basically right after this came out, right, by her boyfriend? In her driveway. She died five months to the day that this movie was released. Mm-hmm. And, dude, if you want to get frustrated, read about the court case of that. Talk what about happened? it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, they wouldn't let the jury hear his ex-girlfriend's testimony about how he beat her. 10 times in center of the hospital and they dropped the murder mm. charge and made it manslaughter. What? And then finally convicted him. He served like three years. And then after the judge was getting ripped on for it, she came out and uh, he came out and said, well, the jury should have gotten, that guy's a murderer. He should have been, he should have been in prison for murder. Like it, it's so bad. Like he obviously killed her. Every defense he had, they destroyed yet. They wouldn't let, the jury charged him with murder or listened to any testimony 
and they wouldn't let any of her friends speak because it was all hearsay. It was it's disgusting, man. He, That's like, what? He's terrible. like living in Washington right now under a different name. That's terrible. Yeah. And so like you have those two things. We already mentioned that the little boy almost died. That's pretty much it for this movie. But then uh, a bunch of the characters who come into the other films um, also uh, die shortly I think, after, right? I think the construction worker who was eating chicken, Yep, he's the one that got hacked by an axe, I believe. Hacked by an axe? Yeah, he got axed to death. He was only 26 or something like that? Or, or the murderer young? was 26. Oh, well, that's was he? what okay. he gets for Cat calling out a 16-year-old. Yeah, and that was different, weird. Different yeah. guy, and that, that's Sonny Landon from Predator. Oh, nice. who's a freaking crazy dude. Well, was the axe thing an accident? Yeah. <laughs> no, this dude <laughs> took an axe and Dick Cheney axed this man to death. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. But Brett, earlier, earlier you mentioned that this was based on a true story. Is oh. that true? Uh, somewhat. Um, back in those old pioneer days, they like, I was trying to find it earlier and I abandoned it. Um, they built over this graveyard and like, they didn't tell anybody about it, man. I, I, sorry, I completely forgot. I should have been prepared. Talk. I don't know. It's just, (laughs) they pretty much built on it and then they covered it up and gotcha. It happened like the eight, the late 1800s, you know, the, the terrible Mm. time in our, you know, just terrible. I don't believe any of it. None of it. Ghosts aren't real. Well, no. Pappy, would you believe it if I told you that Tobe Hooper was not the director of this movie? Oh, of course. Yeah, Steven Spielberg directed it, which we were actually getting into kind of a heated discussion before this. You have no problem with this, right? I have no problem with this as long as Tobe and Steven were at an agreement in the beginning. I was going to say, this is shot exactly like a Spielberg movie, and I thought it was a Spielberg movie. From everything I've read, it was... Tobe had some creative allotment to him where he could interject and say, like, we should do it like this, we should do it like this. He would set up shots. But final say and where it was going and how it looked and how it was shot was all done by Steven. and storyboard and, Mm -hmm. yeah. Storyboarding, everything. Well, even just in the script, too, Steven Spielberg's name is the last name on the opening credits before the film starts and the Mm -hmm. first name after the film ends. Tobe... Toby, whatever Hooper, Tobe. Tobe. He isn't even out there. He goes in the, at the ending credits. It goes Steven Spielberg one, Kathleen Kennedy two. As it runs down, and you don't even see the directing credit for a while. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. he's making no bones and, about it. Like there was a PA that worked on this movie, and it was two brothers, and they were cinematographers, pretty much. Two brothers, and they were saying that like Tobe Hooper isn't much of a uh, a driver per se. He doesn't like. Tell people what they need to do and like get after it. That was like all Steven. And Zelda, the woman who played the medium, she's saying she did not like Toby. No, and she said her six days on set was all Steven. She said he couldn't direct traffic. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. So I think this was all Steven, especially for the fact that like there was a director strike looming, right, Pap? I guess so. Yeah. You, yeah. you told me about that. Um yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Here's the only reason I think it's disingenuous is that it feels like Spielberg is playing it safe where if the movie's good, he can put his name on it and get credit. If the movie's bad, he can just like, blame this, this lackey. You know what I mean? It like, seems like, Roy, like, like George Lucas in, uh, 
was that labyrinth yes exactly he's if, if labyrinth was like a classic it would have been like george lucas presents yeah but this movie was a like a colossal success and steven spielberg never came out and said yeah i directed it he had to because he, 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 he broke yeah. his contract and it says, well, like, i'm saying guys- in the credits it's pretty he's taking so, credit for it in the credits what's up mikey one of you guys uh look on imdb and look up tobe hooper and his picture looks exactly like steven spielberg <laughs> what <laughs> It looks like he, they could be brothers. Two brothers. What else has he directed besides Chainsaw Massacre? Anything? And this, quote unquote. That's what I was trying to look up. This was like his biggest movie. That's what Tobe Hooper looks like? Hey, Pappy. What? Have you ever been to Cheeseman Park? Yeah. Uh, I, I read that too. Cheeseman Park's actually uh, very close to my apartment in Denver. I that's, go there all the time. That's the that's where the graveyard is, apparently, uh, Stevie, mm-hmm. from... <laughs> It's in Denver, Colorado. They bulldozed really? over a graveyard to build that park. Is that what it is? They like it's a nice hid park. The, they hid the fact that they didn't move the the bodies, and mm. then they built the building on it. And by the time it was almost done, that's when like the someone spilled the beans, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't have enough money to rebuild this, so they just built it anyway." They wanted to make like a central park type thing. So it's a nice gotcha. park. Yeah. Apparently, it's all. Uh, Dead bodies under Cheeseman Park right by Pappy. Sorry, Pap. It's no, a nice park, but it's hot. I'm not scared of that. Yeah. It's a nice park, but bodies will soon rise and <laughs> the truth will come out. Hey, I ain't afraid of no help. ghost. <laughs> I am. Um, does anyone else have anything to add before we no. get to yes or no's? Nope. Did pretty well, uh, box office for what it was made for. Yeah. I have a question for Brett. Which is my favorite kind of questions. So, Brett, you hate the all-female Ghostbusters, right? Uh, I, I mean, no, I would say hate it. This wasn't very yeah. good. But, you, I mean, you don't like the idea of just taking something and making it, like, all girls, right? No, get your own stories. Well, That's my say, hatred. I, I agree. But Brett, compare and contrast, like, use your, from a feminist lens, Brett, how the women are used in this movie versus, like, that. Because I think this is actually a really kind of kick-ass girl movie like up there with like alien and stuff you know like, low-key kind of you check poltergeist Wait. yeah poltergeist yeah she was she was awesome she like tore it up in this movie is that what you're saying what's the question yeah exactly yeah just talk about you know i mean because like you have she's a stay-at-home mom but she's also a badass and then you have like i don't think brett's anti-women no of course not but i am anti taking anti- a movie what, and be like let's replace them all with women i didn't say brett was anti who said brett was anti-women that's what i'm saying yeah, no yeah. i don't I don't have a. I think you should just get new stories. I mean, like I don't know, Ocean's Eight. It apparently wasn't any good yet. You can't make fun of it because then you're sexist. I don't know. I will. It wasn't very good. Yeah, you would say that, Stevie. It wasn't good. I'm just gonna say I can't stand when they do. Like I understand, like having a strong female protagonist, even antagonists are fun to watch, but it's like. Let's take a successful male movie, then replace them all with women and see how it does. It's just annoying. But I like this, too, because, like, Craig T. Nelson's really competent. And, like, isn't Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters just, like, a bumbling Yeah, idiot? he's an idiot. Yes. Yeah. He's a fool. This has, like, strong, like, yeah, women, but it also doesn't, like, put down anybody in the process. Yeah, you know no, what I they mean? can both be cool. That's the yeah. thing. People always don't realize that. You can not You can have one thing and another at the same time, but people yeah. feel like you have to have one or the other. Like, you're right. right. She's awesome, and he's he's cool too, man. He he takes care of the bills, and he's equally 
scared and worry about his dying. I don't know. It's it was yeah. it was good. I like that. Well, I love the moment too where she's like, "I'm going in," and and he goes, "No, I'm going in," and she's like, "No, you're strong enough to hold the rope." You know what I mean? Like it's like an actual moment of like teamwork between yep. them. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's really cool. I like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Very cool. Plus, the shot of them coming down from the ceiling looked incredible. So, so awesome. kudos to Steven Spielberg for that. Toby. That was probably one of the best shots of the whole movie. So let's get to yes or no's. Let's start with Mikey. Uh, yeah, it's a yes. Uh, it's not the scariest scary movie. But uh, if you want to see a Steven Spielberg-directed pseudonym horror movie, <laughs> this is... This is a pretty good one. Um, did this like win any awards or anything? I mean, I don't know how popular. It's nominated, it's nominated for three, three Oscars for and three. lost all to E.T. <laughs> I mean, I, I could name uh, scary movies that I like more than this, but uh, if this is like your first time watching, I think it'd be a pretty fun watch. Uh, so it's a, yeah. a soft yes for me. Solid, Brett. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I. Uh, Pappy hmm. satiated my fears because if you follow the podcast, I I get scared of like everything. But he said it perfectly to me. It's too silly to be scary, and he's dead on. It it never got really scary, and uh, it's just I thought it was really cool. I thought the practical effects were really cool. Um, I thought that, like Pappy said, the the mom was awesome. I thought she was incredible. I thought Heather O'Rourke was cool. I, I thought it was good. This is a solid yes for me. I thought it was great. I, I'd probably watch it again. Nice. Pappy. Yep, this is a yes for me. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about is this was a PG movie, mm-hmm. and it's funny how two Steven... Pre-Gremlins! Yeah, two Steven Spielberg-produced movies, Poltergeist and Gremlins, are basically what created the PG-13 rating, but I think it is actually probably a good movie for people, like, like kids and people like Brett who who might be scared of horror movies. It's kind of like a a sneaky horror movie that actually is kind of works on a whole family. I mean, maybe the face melting stuff or the steak might freak a kid out, but not a soft. Yes. Not a hard. Yes. Just a, just a yes for me. I enjoyed it in a good one to go out. Uh, spooky spoilers, 2018 on nice. Brett, what was the, what was the scariest spooky movie we watched this month for you? Which was the scariest movie? Uh, there's only one, I mean, it wasn't super. It it falls was definitely creepier and scarier than all the other ones, and it wasn't that scary. It just, you know, I don't. The concept freaked me out. That movie freaked me out too, Brett. Don't worry, it spooked me. Uh, Living Dead like, Two was not scary at all. This movie wasn't scary at all. Evil Dead, but whatever. What'd I say? Living Dead. Oh, Night it. of the Living Dead. I'm hearing <laughs> an echo on myself. You're good. You're solid. Um, I will give this a. I'll give this a solid yes. I'd never seen it before. I'd always heard about it. I just never got around to watching it. Um, I think it works on a lot of levels, especially. I just I, I thought the acting was really well done, which is what, what carries this movie more so than special effects or cheap uh, cheap scares. I just thought it was a really well acted movie. Uh, the special effects looked neat for its time. And the practical effects did as well. So a solid Steven Spielberg movie. Uh, uh, apparently, like this was going to be a hard R, and uh, Carol Ann was going to be dead within five minutes of the movie. <laughs> Jeez! So, so I'm kind of glad they went this route. Even this cut of the movie, supposedly the MPAA said this is an R movie, 
And as the story goes, Steven Spielberg talked him down, which means he probably paid him off, but... Yeah. They wanted it to be R. I mean, this movie also kind of works as a family dra- drama about like, kind of like the death of a daughter, but that's neither here nor there. So we got four, is it four yeses? Yep. And a criticism of capitalism and expansion. Very much so. And the war on drugs. So. And the war on drugs. <laughs> got everything. <laughs> Are you fellers ready for trivia? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Let's do this. This is going to be not the most exciting trivia. We're not going to play Tag Your It. Oh. I know. I love Tag Your It. Craig T. Nelson just has so many movies. That I just studied be so Zelda easy. movies all night last night. Devil, devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching reruns of Coach for weeks leading up to this. I love Coach. I used to watch that in WGN all the time. So, this movie takes place in 1982. Which at that time was home to who, Pappy? It's your favorite favorite football team right now. Uh, home to what? What sporting team? Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams is correct. I have been betting them money line. You love the Los Angeles Rams. Did Pappy just win trivia? Did Pappy just win trivia with that Rams? No, heavens no, heavens. <laughs> okay, we're not the we're not the Longs. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. So, I will say this. Who can ever give me the closest record as to actually what the football team had? So, if you can get closest to wins and losses of the record that year, wins trivia. There's a, there's a catch, though. Uh-huh. This was the year of an NFL strike. So, they didn't play a full 16 games. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're off by... Uh, losses and wins all add up, and whoever has the lowest number wins. I think it'd be cool. Mikey, Peppy, Brett. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go eight and three. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, Brett's gonna fucking win, I bet. Um. The old eleven game season. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. The NFL should go back to it. Can't stand 16 games. Wait, so there's a player strike? So there were less games? Is that the part of the trivia? Is that what we're saying? Yep, this was okay. a strike. Seven this and is a year of a strike. Seven and three. Three. Okay. Uh, so we got eight and three and seven and three? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they played 12 games, and I'm going to say they were... Five and seven. Jesus Christ. Brett wins. Boo. <laughs> they actually played... They actually played uh, nine games that season. They were a grand total record of two and seven. Well, I knew they weren't very good because that was after their... Uh, I think the fear, fearsome foursome. They were good in the 70s, not in the 80s, I don't believe. Yeah, they were six and ten in nineteen eighty one, and then went two and seven the following year in nineteen eighty two, the year of Poltergeist. Pretty stupid of Craig T. Nelson's neighbor to bet his life on that game. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that was not a good <laughs> call. A risky bet. <laughs> yeah, so risky. So with the difference of three, Brett wins trivia. Decent. Edit that last name out. I'm just kidding. I might spend on plenty of times. <laughs> Edit that last. <laughs> Brett. Okay, let's throw a beep on that. How's that sound? <laughs> that's so, funny. Yeah, that's funny. Uh. Let's um, 
kick it over to spoilers, man, and give Brett time to... Th- this is no more spooky spoilers, right? Brett can pick whatever he wants without making me sad. Yeah, please don't pick a sad movie. Oh, no, I mean, no, I said, like, like Time Bandits would have made me sad when you said you were going to rub it in my face. Brett, pick Time spoilers. Bandits. No, I... I said I was going to pick one for uh, my from Wifey, but now I think it's sad. It's something I've never seen. It's really famous. I've never seen it. I love it. sad movies. Yeah, you can pick sad. That's not what I was yeah, we, trying to get at. Yeah, I dig sad. So, I yeah, I pretty much told uh, my wife, Brittany, that she could pick the next movie, pretty much. And I'm going to pick one. Are we back from Spoiler Man? I don't know if we ever want to oh, Spoiler yeah, we're Man. Back. We're We've deep been into Spoiler Man. So, uh, <laughs> yep. I'm going to pick a, a movie I've never seen. Uh, I'm going to pick. Is it with Jim Carrey? The thriller, Donnie Darko. Yes. Nice, Brett. Director's cut. Director's nice. cut. Okay, if, if, if we want to decide on that right now. Director's Donnie cut. Darko it's too. far superior. Okay, so everyone, right here, you heard it right here, right now. Director's cut. Director's, director's, director's cut. cut. Donnie okay. Darko. Yep. If you know, if you're watching director's cut, there'll be snippets of writing on black screens in between a lot of scenes. So if you don't see the writing, uh, you're not watching Director's Cut. Right, you should probably watch both, since you're the host. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of Darko. Tears <laughs> <laughs> for fears, man. That's awesome. Well, Good choice, Brett. Thanks, Brittany. Good choice. Fantastic choice. One of my favorite movies, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the man. It's a little spooky, too, right? Or say it. Gyllenhaal. It's a little spooky. Gyllenhaal. It's a good transition out. Gyllenhaal. I can tell you right now, uh, Brittany hates Jenna Malone, so that that will come up. On... What? Jake and Maggie. Yeah, Jake and Jake Maggie. Jake and yep. Maggie playing brother and sister. Cool. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to the end of Spooky Spoilers with Poltergeist. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening to us. <laughs> and come back next week and listen to uh, Donnie Darko hosted by Brett. That it, boys? Josh, sorry about the audio. Yeah, Josh, enjoy your time with Frank. It all started with the mouse. Good job, Stevie. Thank you. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our Spoilers Hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. 903-776-4507. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this... One, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.
That was spoilers.